0: This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. You're listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and this is season five, episode 40. And although the Rangers only had two days off, they were a pretty busy two days. They had casino night. They made some adjustments to their roster. And we're going to get into all of it on today's podcast. I am currently recording this on Tuesday evening. If you're listening to it, it's presumably Thursday morning. And I'm recording this on Tuesday because tomorrow, which would be Yesterday, for all of you, was Valentine's Day, or will be Valentine's Day. Now I have myself mixed up, but I figured it would be a pretty tough move to go to my significant other and say, sorry, uh, can't celebrate Valentine's Day with you because I have to pot about uh, my the other love of my life, the New York Hockey Rangers. So, I say this praying and hoping that Chris Drury doesn't continue to be busy on the one day off I decide to take knowing full well something will happen and I will probably have to somehow I don't know under cover of darkness overnight on Thursday uh re-record some segments here but it's all it's all good we're going we're going to hope folks so the first bit of rangers news that seemed to catch everyone by surprise was the New York Rangers waving Tyler Pitlick. Now this comes on the heels of the call-ups to Adam Edstrom and Matthew Rempe from the Hartford Wolf Pack, although Rempe was already sent down and did not play in the game on Monday against the Calgary Flames. Edstrom did and seemed to quit himself quite well, and I think you can kind of read the tea leaves on that one that the New York Chris Drury specifically is not happy with... Or at least not satisfied with how the Rangers' bottom six has looked, uh, specifically probably the fourth line. Now that the third line seems to be finding some chemistry, but Edstrom draws into the lineup. Pitlick drew out, and there. I guess the I think the writing was kind of on the wall that it was likely that no matter what happens, that after the trade deadline, Tyler Pitlick probably would not be in the starting lineup for this team. Um, but. Yeah, I guess it was just interesting because waving him, you could potentially lose a depth piece, although granted he's a at this point in his career, he's and honestly for the last few seasons he's been a bit of a NHL journeyman, so it's made the I would say the odds of him getting picked up off waivers are probably not as high as you would think. Um, but it's always a possibility, and obviously more importantly that in the interim if there is an injury uh yeah it just could leave the rangers without depth in their 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 starting lineup and uh you lose his uh pk ability and his uh, forechecking ability but you know i i mean and i say this the nicest way possible pitlick hasn't really moved the needle much for the rangers this year um obviously he's you know did probably did everything he was asked and uh i thought at times he's looked really he looked really good on the penalty kill but In the modern NHL, you cannot just be a player that can only kill penalties. You have to bring something else to five-on-five play. And he just, yeah, just, you know, he was just there, you know. It's kind of like the Ryan Carpenter situation for the Rangers, uh, you know, last season or whatever. But, or two seasons ago, whatever it was. But you have to imagine that Chris Drury is happy with what he's seen from Adam Edstrom. The, The size he brings is obviously apparent, but he skates extremely well for his size. He moves around the ice uh incredibly swiftly and deftly for someone who is uh six foot seven or eight, whatever he is. Uh I think he's six seven. So and yeah, it's imposing to have a guy like that. He threw a nice big hit in the Calgary game the other night. Um just having the the wingspan, the reach to turn pucks over and yeah, he's got underrated skill. So they just feel like you have to imagine uh the powers that be think that his size, the fact that his skating, despite his size, not a detriment is just could be just what the doctor ordered for the Rangers come playoff time when you're going to, when it becomes more of a war of attrition. And, you know, when you're no matter who you are, if you turn around and see a giraffe sprinting at you, I think you're going to, it's going to give you pause and make you second guess yourself. So, uh, unfortunately for, Tyler Pitlick, Adam Edstrom draws back into the lineup, and at least for the time being, seems like he's going to be a staple in the bottom of the the fourth line for the Rangers. As I had mentioned off the top that, as I record this, the New York Rangers are having their annual casino night, which is always a good time. Always fun to see the Rangers uh, get all dressed up in their evening wear best to... Canoodle with fans and, uh, I believe raise money for the garden, of dreams foundation. So yeah, it's, it's a fun night. It's a great cause. Um, and, uh, yeah, usually produces a, a good bit of fun social media content for Rangers fans to enjoy. I've always wanted to go. I've never really, I, how, I wonder how expensive tickets are. Cause I, I've never really looked, but I assume they're expensive to, uh, Because obviously, A, it is for charity. And, you know, I don't know if you're buying dinner. Like, I have no idea. And then on top of that, have to get dressed up. Or or maybe it's not that expensive. I don't know. But I'm conditioned to think anything that has to do with the New York Rangers is uh, very expensive. So, who knows? Maybe one day I shall get to attend casino night. Uh, What else? Oh, yeah. Morgan Riley got six games for the hit after, on Ridley Greg after uh, or I guess I should say the cross check into the face on Ridley Gregg after uh, he scored a slap shot on an empty net goal in a uh, in a Ottawa Senators versus Toronto Maple Leafs game. Um, this is sparking big debate. And there's really only one take, I think on this is that it's like was Greg showboating? Yes. Or at least showing off the other team. Yeah, in a way. Obviously, he did it emphatically to stick it to the Leafs. That was clearly his design. Um, But it doesn't matter. You cannot... Then your wires can't cross. And then just you can't just go up and cross-check someone in the face. Like, you have to be smarter than that. And I don't know if you know this, but cross-checking someone in the face is a... Sure, far away to really, really, really hurt them. So I don't care how angry you are. You can't do that. It's so, you know, I, I obviously a lot of upset Toronto fans about this because they feel that people are glossing over the fact that Greg broke some unwritten code of hockey. Sportsmanship or ethics or whatever. But Yeah. If you're Riley, you can't do that. I mean, would the conversation be different if Morgan, Riley went over and instead just kind of cross-checked him in the lower back or, or dropped the gloves? The sad thing is it probably would be. It would be different if he just immediately threw his glove off and started trying to, to wail on uh, Greg. You know what I mean? But again, taking your hockey stick and just two-handing someone in the face is very dangerous. Do not do that under any circumstances, ever. So, you know, Riley, I think uh, he gets, what, five games? Excuse me, did I say six? He gets five games, which means uh, it's not high enough for him to appeal it down with from anyone else other than Commissioner Gary Bettman. But, yeah, I mean, again, then in the wake of that, they obviously interview his teammates. They interview Ryan Reeves, who basically talks about how He'd still be laying there if it was how, however many long years ago, 10 years ago, and make hockey violent again. Uh, he says, You can quote me on that, or I should get that tattooed or whatever. I forget what he said. But basically saying that, being, you know, him being the last of a dying breed of enforcers, that that stuff doesn't happen if you embrace the you know the, that there will be repercussions element of the game which i don't necessarily agree with at all but you know maybe some people listening to this podcast do i just reeves was there i guess he was on the bench but didn't really seem to stop greg from doing that so but should at least add some fire to uh or some coals i guess to the rivalry between the leafs and the senators and the battle of ontario as it were we know hockey games move fast. But with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week, new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN. New customers bet just 5 bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler or visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, call 8778 Hope, New York, or text Hope, New York, 467369. In Connecticut, help is available for a gambling problem by calling 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age barriers by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024, all rights reserved. In other Rangers related news, Rangers prospect Gabe Perot now leads the entire NCAA in points as a freshman. You heard it right. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast has heard James and I talk ad nauseum about Perot, how special he is and just what a special season he's having. Uh, He did it for the U S national team development program, him and his line mates from the program, Will Smith and Ryan Leonard all committed to Boston college and they are reunited there and they are continuing to run roughshod over anyone in their path. Perot once again leading the trio in points and leading his team in points. And now after a big uh, victory, I believe he had a goal and either I think a goal and an assist or goal and two assists uh, in the beanpot consolation game against the Harvard Crimson. Gabe now stands alone in the entire NCAA in points, which for a freshman, although it's been done before uh, is still very rare and is incredible to see for a player who was uh, taken what uh, 23rd overall in last year's draft. I mean, in 27 games, Perot has 13 goals, 32 assists for 45 points, um, which puts him ahead of Massimo Rizzo um, from the university of Denver, who is, I believe he he's a junior and Macklin Celebrini in third, who, uh, the name would sound familiar because he's most likely going to go first overall who plays for Boston College. But listen, the fact that a player picked 23rd overall who was seen as inferior to his line mates despite breaking Austin Matthews points record at the U.S. National Team Development Program, basically seen as being smart but uh, and having exceptional hockey IQ, but just not good enough skating, not strong enough. And basically, at times being, I mean, the reason you ask yourself why was he available? Why did he fall to twenty third overall? And it was just basically seen that he was a bit of a mooch. He was a, you know, off of the work of his linemates, Leonard and Will Smith. But the Perot has once again proved like he did last year, that he just his hockey i q and his awareness and uh yeah they're just it's just next level and it's what makes truly great players great his processor is so high that he makes things easy and he's also got exceptional hands and listen he's really worked on get be, his skating and getting stronger it'll never if you ask me will never be a hallmark of his game he just needs to Make sure he has enough, essentially, explosiveness and strength and athleticism to keep up with his mind. Because, I mean, we've seen pl- plenty of players in the NHL, in the history of the NHL, get by with just, you know, despite being poor skaters or, and I don't even think pro is poor skater, mind you, but basically get by with, uh, you know, Sub sub NHL level tools because their toolbox is so great. I mean, hell, Derek. That's Derek Stepan to a T, right? If you're a Rangers fan, horrible skater, slow as molasses. You know, fine shot, not particularly deadly release or anything. Good passer, I guess, but you know, fine passer, but not. You know, he's not like a Sedine or even hell, like even a Zuccarello, but. Stepan put together some extremely productive, you know, 50 point seasons for the Rangers just as because his hockey IQ was so high. Literally, he just knew where to be and to where to be the most effective. And pro has that. But pro is unlike Stepan is an elite passer pro does have insanely good hands uh, and pro does have a pretty sneaky Good shot and a scoring touch. So, you know, it's uh, it's scary to think what his ceiling can be if he if he can continue his physical conditioning to get more explosive, get more powerful, because his brain just slows things down for him and makes it much easier. You know, he's a freshman and he's, lead, you know, his first is for this is his first season in the NCAA and he's now leading the entire nation in points. So. Pretty crazy, um, incredible to see, obviously, and what a steal he was for the Rangers. I mean, you have to... You get, you listen, I know it's easy to say, well, he fell to them, but, you know, a bunch of teams passed on him, and give the Rangers credit, and Chris Lilly, um, their, or Lily, however you pronounce it, their director of North American Scouting, and just, like, this kid is... He's just too smart. He's too good to let go. And there's, if you go back and look at some of the players selected before Perot, I mean, there's a lot of teams that are looking at the season he's having and they're absolutely kicking themselves. They are probably apoplectic about, you know, what's going on. I mean, just looking at it right now, uh, other than I would say Bedard, Carlson, and Fantilli, and may you know maybe you could say Meechkov but that for for Philly but yeah there's so many teams that after those three I mentioned at four I guess if you count Meechkov you know there's that you can make a good chance at least as it stands today that in a if you had to redraft would he go Would he go fifth overall, (laughs) you know, one after where his linemate Will Smith was picked? Would he go fourth overall, given obviously Michkov will most likely end up being the better player, but um, obviously he fell to seventh because there's obviously some, some concerns about whether or not he would, how long it would take him to make the jump to North America. But, you know, like I said, 23rd overall, I mean, there's. Plenty of low ceiling players that were taken before. You know, Chicago took Oliver Moore, who also um, was a teammate of his at, for the US NTDP, and just, yeah, you know, uh, Calgary took Samuel Hanzek, you know, Brady, Braden Yeager for Pittsburgh, Zach Benson. You know, these are all, you know, good prospects, but, you know, this is as the dust is settling here, you're kind of understanding that, oh, a lot of teams are probably kicking themselves right now. You know what I mean? Um, But, and listen, it's always, it's it's still pretty early considering Perot has yet to make it to the NHL and who knows how long it'll take and what route because it's tough because when you have, honestly, if you look at Leonard, Smith, and Perot, they're, if, let's say Boston College wins, uh, a national championship this year is that a sign that it's like okay, well, we were the best line as freshmen in the NCAA. Is that a sign that college hockey's too easy for you? Do you move on at that point? Obviously, maybe not so much Ryan Leonard, who I think could probably, I would be the most convinced could make a more seamless transition as it stands today to uh, professional hockey, but I do think Smith and Perot still need, could benefit from another year of weight training and just continuing to work on their physical game because that's kind of hard to do when you make that, you actually make that jump to North American, or or, excuse me, professional hockey because you're honestly, more than anything, it's your, your schedule. You're playing all the time. It's harder to put on mass and weight when you have you're playing so much hockey, you know, and losing calories, whereas at college you have an easier schedule. You have it's easier to be on a weight program. It's easier to practice, get practice time in, and you know. So, but it's tough because at the same time, this is his first crack at the NCAA, and it seems like he solved it. So, yeah, it's a it's an interesting conundrum. You know, if you're pro and if you're the Rangers, it's like, what is the next step? You know, obviously this might be putting the cart before the horse, because if Boston College does not win a national championship, you might imagine that all three would want to return. So they could. They already have world junior gold in their uh, war chest and. They're all the accolades and, you know, under 18 championships with uh, for the U.S. National Team Development Program and Team USA, so yeah, this would be a feather in their cap. So obviously a lot of it would be contingent on that, but you, you have to, if they, it'd be pretty crazy if they won in their freshman year, they all won a national championship and it's just like, all right, well the NCAA was too easy for you. So we're going to have to try to challenge you a bit more. So it's time to make that next step. So what, and whatever that ends up being, you know, the AHL, NHL, whatever, but um, yeah, but just what an incredible season Perot's having, obviously, as a Rangers fan, I am thrilled. You have to imagine he's untouchable just because you cannot have a player like this fall into your lap and then trade him away for for nothing. You know, I think if 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 the Rangers had a i'm not saying they do, but if they did have their eyes on a top flight player and they wanted help now, I mean. Goffman would be the one who would go, and it wouldn't be Pro at this point in time, because Pro is the best prospect in your system, and he's one of the best prospects outside of the uh, the NHL, so what an incredible season he's having. And finally, last bit of Rangers news is not really news, but as you know, the New York Rangers are taking it outside this Sunday for the stadium series game against the Islanders. I will be in attendance. First time the Rangers and Islanders are meeting this season. Rangers, as we know, are undefeated in outdoor games. Uh, Islanders, I believe, have only played an outdoor game once. That was against the Rangers in 2014, and they lost that game. So, yeah, I mean, a lot riding for the Rangers. Honestly, your outdoor streak. I believe they are the only team that is undefeated who have played more than one outdoor game that are undefeated. Although don't quote me on that. I'm sure that's something I could have looked up right now to make sure that's accurate before just speaking out of my ass and saying it. But I'm not gonna, folks. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's true. And if I am, uh don't don't let me know. Please don't hurt my ego like that. Um but like I said, I will be in attendance. It's supposed to be pretty cold, though not as cold as The winter classic against Buffalo, which I was also at a few years ago, which was probably one of the coldest days of my life. My beer exploded in my the beer can in my hand exploded. It got so cold. uh, It was freezing, but this should be in the 30s, I believe. So cold, but not unbearably so. Um, And hopefully the conditions are good for a, a good game because I have not had the chance to go to a game in person this season. So this will be my first one. So I'm very excited. Um, they, Rangers will be sporting their, depending on who you ask, uh, pretty cool stadium series jerseys. The Islanders will be wearing their weird escaped prisoner, fisherman, prisoner jerseys or whatever. Um, so yeah, it'll be, you know, like I said, a lot riding for the Rangers in terms of it's your first time meeting one of your biggest rivals this season. Um, a Islanders team that even since replacing their head coach has been struggling. Um, as I record this, they just lost in a shootout to the Kraken. They're not going to make the playoffs this year. So you got to, it, it's a beatable opponent. Honest, honestly, other than without Sorokin, the Islanders are one of the worst teams in the NHL this year. So you got to continue to apply pressure and honestly pick up points where you can. And, if that means doing it in on a big stage in an outdoor game against one of your uh historically most historically charged rivals, uh yeah, you gotta take care of business. So I'm hoping the Rangers take care of business. I'm hoping their undefeated streak outdoors stays intact. And most importantly, I hope my toesies don't get too cold. Cause I want to enjoy the game and not uh be just worrying the whole time about whether or not I take my socks off later and my uh, feet will be purple. So, but before that New York Rangers have uh, the Montreal Canadiens at home on Thursday night who after basically getting embarrassed by the St. Louis blues, then turned around and embarrassed the LA Kings tonight. I believe they beat them something crazy. It was like seven to nothing or seven to two. Um I'm as I'm checking my, my uh my Twitter feed, but uh, it wasn't pretty for the LA Kings. So James and I have talked about this concept before. In that there's like the the wheel of embarrassment. Uh, yeah, seven nothing. Not a great night for LA. For which is crazy considering how their season has literally fallen off of a cliff. Are they still in a playoff spot? Uh, I gotta check. This is important stuff. I mean. That division so shit. They should still... Um, they've fallen to the wild card. And although uh, Nashville is just on the outside looking in, St. Louis is in a playoff spot right now. Pretty wild. Um, interesting, interesting. Um, honestly, yeah. I mean... Uh, well, the Nashville Predators are outside looking in right now. They're right in the cusp. They have 56 points in 52 games. L.A. now... Sh- Well, I guess now they have 56 points, 53 games, whereas L.A. will have 58 points in 50 games. So three more games played and with L.A. being two points ahead. So but not if I mean, if L.A. continues their free fall the way they're going, it is possible they could fall out and a team like the Predators could slip in. So but to get back to the point I was making, the cycle of embarrassment is a wave that basically goes across the NHL where a team gets horribly outplayed and they get, basically they have a look in the mirror moment. Their coach calls them out and then the next game they go out and they absolutely take it to their opponent who then gets embarrassed or blown out, who then in turn does the same thing. Um, You know, for, for example, the uh, St. Louis blues, like I had mentioned, uh, defeated, The Montreal Canadiens seven to two the other day. Montreal then turned around and just defeated the LA Kings seven to nothing. So who do the LA Kings play next? Who's going to get it from the LA Kings? Um, The LA Kings play. Oh, they play the Devils on Thursday in New Jersey. So we'll see. Uh, Will the Devils face a pissed off LA Kings team that will absolutely take exact their frustration and revenge on them. We we shall see. It'll be it's my working theory. The Devils are playing well right now. They've won 2 in a row. They just want a back-to-back beating Nashville tonight and uh, um uh who did they beat the other day? Uh oh, you know, they beat the Kraken pretty handily. But uh the good news is though is that usually after that team a team blows another team up, they have a, a game where they feel real good about themselves. And then they kind of drop the next game. So the St. Louis Blues uh, defeat the Montreal Canadiens seven to two. They lost tonight to the Maple uh, to the Maple Leafs four to one. The Montreal Canadiens obviously embarrass L.A. seven to nothing. They play the New York Rangers next. So hopefully the rain, they're feeling good about their game. They're like, yeah, we 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 got our pride back. You know, we showed them we're we're a good team. Uh, hopefully they they have a false sense of security. The Rangers can keep their win streak rolling. Currently the longest in the NHL, might I add. So, uh, which would put them at, yeah, I believe the Rangers win, win streak's at five right now, right? They Yeah, because they had uh, um, Flames, Hawks, Lightning, Avalanche, and Senators. They're, so, five-game win streak. Uh, potential to extend it to six going into... The stadium series on Sunday, which would be awesome to have a seven game win streak because you have a tough you have a tough week the next week with Dallas on Tuesday at home and then in New Jersey on Thursday, which is tough. And then uh, Saturday against the Flyers who are playing really well. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a tough week. So honestly, keep the winning streak rolling as much as you can right now because you could be dropping some in the future. But banking points, as we discussed on this podcast. Uh, is super important because the Rangers were absolute crap in the month of January, but they banked so many points, they're still in first. So, and now they've kind of picked up some uh, traction again. Their goaltending is rounding out back to form and they seem to be back in the wind column more often than not. So like I said, pick them up when you can. And uh, if you're going to the game on Sunday, make sure to bundle up. Thank you for listening to the Broadway voice podcast. Be sure to follow us on X at Broadway Voice Pod and please rate, review and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the or wherever you get your podcasts from.